Previously on Fate Reforged. The nuisance known as Andal Balinor should no longer be an issue. Poison has neutralized the threat. It must look natural. Aen drops. Who's Malik? Halima. I will not forget this name. Dog talked earlier. I was just going to ignore that. Ooh, I, I lean down and pet the dog. Oh, that feels good. Ah! <laughs> hey, look, I can be a doggo now. It is the sound of a woman humming. Oh, um, sorry, I didn't mean to bother you. You were actually getting better there at the end. And you look down at your sword, and in the length oh, of the shit. blade, you see... The face of a of a female human looking back at you. You might have a friend here. So even if you get separated, you'll never be alone again. So we're, we're literally at the crossroads, and I'm going to miss everybody. I'm going to miss everybody. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh-oh. There, there's a few a few people Uh-oh. in our 90s uh, hip-hop and R&B groups that will remember mm-hmm. old Bun Thugs and Harmony. So I, re- I really liked how uh, Vabril finds a sentient weapon, and it basically just becomes therapy sword. Like, that was... A moment I hadn't really planned on, and then it's kind of like the therapy sword from the makers of Thera Shield and Thera Helm brings you therapy sword. <laughs> Here are testimony from Coban the Barbarian. I was always angry, and then therapy sword helped me not rage <laughs> so therapy much. Therapy sword help. You're bad. Now I control but you're not where I rage. Guy. I control the rage. Rage no control me. <laughs> I no longer go into the frenzy. It's good. <laughs> Unless I need to. My party is not excited about it. We've almost died ten times. But hey, at least I'm okay. I'm happy. <laughs> yeah, and then there's this huge, long, like, closed caption at the at the end. <laughs> it's like, therapy sword will not cure you from death, illness, uh, decapitation. <laughs> Also, if you rage more than three times a day, see a doctor. See a doctor. <laughs> if you rage for longer, please see than a doctor. If you're la- if your rage lasts longer than four hours, <laughs> see a physician to see if therapy sword is right for you. <laughs> therapy sword. It's dangerous to go <laughs> alone. <laughs> Bring a therapy friend. Not Weird commercials of trains going sword. into tunnels. <laughs> no one is getting my therapy. Sword. All right. If you're not so, proficient in, in swords, try our new <laughs> therapy robe. Oh, boy. <laughs> Perhaps there a shield is right for you. <laughs> this ad is brought to you by Gables, the finest weapons. <laughs> <laughs> it's like...
right, there we go. Finally got some light. Woo! Some All right, light you guys ready here. to play some D and D? Woot woot! Yeah. Hark! I hear an adventure calling. Hark! <laughs> yeah, I mean, whatever. Let's do it. Well, since you're all here, you're all standing at the entrance to Davod's Ferry, the large trading post in the Western Kingdom of Elysia. There, sitting on the boulder just outside of town, is Santa Dwarf. The white, curly beard dwarven figure slides down the boulder and greets you with warm welcome. And take it away, boys. And I, uh, Kiki. I, I got your box. Uh, thanks, by the way. The, uh, the diamond came in handy for my friend. Uh, but, but we're here. It's like you asked. Yes, yeah, good. Of course. Were you in my position, you would do whatever necessary. So I'm glad everything worked out. I'm what? a diamond. Sure. You gave us a diamond. Ah, yes. I felt it was necessary to procure that for you all in, in as an insurance policy, say, for c- getting the job done that night. What's in it for you? Uh, what's in it for me? <laughs> the salvation of the world, of course. Anyways, what, I'm sure you have plenty you of questions. What do I know? Well, you knew many things. You specifically mentioned Vibril. You knew. I wouldn't say knew per se. Shall we walk and talk? Let's walk and talk. Come on, walk and talk. Come on, we have many things to do. Many things to do. Come on. So he's he's starts leading you guys into town, and. As you're walking along, he says, Knowing one thing doesn't actually make it true. There are many possibilities in all of the timelines that I have seen that will indicate, in fact, one small thing can push the very course of history in a completely different direction. Now, probabilities, those are a different matter. The probability of Vabril dying and you all not completing your mission for that night was the highest. And so I acted upon the probability that you all would need that extra little bit of oomph to get you through. And as you guys are walking through town, you are entering the main crossroads and he holds his arms out in front of you guys. Stop you guys. And all of a sudden you hear this cart from the right come like crashing down the road and you hear somebody behind run away cart run away cart look out and it goes harmlessly right by you guys and it crashes into a cabbage stall on the left and he says come with me this way so he turns the corner as you guys are all you guys are all turn the corner and now you're heading up towards the main central market area and he says One of the things that I saw, uh, you remember the stone that I showed you all when you were children that showed you very, very many possibilities, Uh, except for you, Cypress. Oh, and by the way, um, and he whips his staff backwards and Kiki, you instinctively 
jump back, but what he actually has done has hit the hand of a thief that is reaching his hand into your pocket. He says, take that somewhere else. Thank you very much. Uh, Let's go. He says, many different possibilities, and yet probability is one of those things that it usually always happens. Knowing something does not mean it's going to actually happen in the timeline in which you are at. And as he says that, you all have arrived at this large gathering of people. It is, in fact, the Gables Davod's Ferry Branch. And they are having their grand opening today. (laughs) He says, take, for instance, this right here. I myself have purchased a ticket for the raffle that is happening today. Probability suggests I will not get the prize. However, knowledge of what the number will be can sometimes come helpful. And the guy is calling out the raffle tickets. He says, 16, 16. And Avid, Avin Desora holds up the ticket. And on it, you see written 16. He says, excuse me for a moment. He goes up to the front and he grabs... Uh, an item, and he comes back, and he says, I should think very much that uh, you, Milo, might get, a kick, might get a good kick out of this. The probability would suggest otherwise. So he hands you a uh, pair of boots. He says, I don't need them. However, you probably will. Now, any other questions? Is are, are these boots get a kick out of this? Is that is that because of the boots? The boots? You're very observant, Milo. It's a very well done dad joke. <laughs> Drew, uh, a DM has a question. Um, I know I don't think I've seen any of the Warforged, and Braven folks, I imagine, are pretty used to me at this point. Is anybody looking at me funny here in this town? Because I don't think I've been here before. What sort no. of reaction is Cypress getting? No, everybody gives you the look like, oh, oh, well, there's another one. In fact, uh, roll a perception check for me. All right. Uh, that's eight, so 14. 14. You see one other Warforged in the crowd at Gables with his arms kind of crossed. And he has, he has, uh, like thick armor plates on and a gigantic hammer strapped across his back. And he's, he's kind of leaning up against the wall. Oh, Oh, that's, that's interesting. Huh. And that's he's just going to stare for a minute. He says, "Now, Avin, <clears throat> now I'm sure uh Vabriel, you in particular with your keen intellect, I'm sure you have many questions for me. But let us go to a quieter place as this marketplace is Probably not the best place to have a conversation in which the very fate of the world could hang. And he is going to start walking off 
in a certain direction towards a large inn that says the let me look up the name real quick the 12 spoked wheel all right well are you guys going to follow him uh, I will reluctantly follow, uh, but as we're going, I'm going to ask Ayan. Uh, hey, Ayan. Uh, a big city you went to. Did you see many other Warforged folk? Uh, Ayan, let's roll maybe a knowledge check. DM what I have encountered Warforged in Alice. Are you going to roll? Unless oh. you say that he did. Unless you tell me I just... You know, I mean, I would say the population is majority living, breathing humanoids. There were a time you maybe saw one or two. And maybe for that one moment, you were like, Cypress? And then it, you know, kind of looks at... It notices you staring at it, and it's like, oh, that's not Cypress. Okay, hold on. I, I can't... I feel like I've seen some before, Cypress, but I haven't interacted with any. Maybe just some from a distance. Oh. I mean, it is a big city. Yeah, right, right. Yeah, sure, sure. Um, sure, they're all just fine. All right, let's let's catch up with Grandpa here. All right, so you guys are all going to go into the twelve-spoked wheel. Yes, Aiden yes, yes, follows yes. in. Yes, yeah, yes, yes. Milo yeah. right. also follows in. Yep, Vibro <clears throat> follows. Okay, you guys are uh, in, and as soon as you all clear the door, you see that Avin has finished talking to the barkeep, and he gestures over to an empty table, and he says, uh, and bring the rest uh, whenever I signal, all right? And as he's walking there is this barmaid that starts to trip right next to him, but he instinctively kind of holds out his hand and just kind of lays the, the tray of drinks on the table next to it. Like he's just totally groundhog groundhog daying this whole like morning. Like he's, he knows exactly what to do at the right time. He's just, and then uh, he goes and sits down. So Kiki slides into um, one of the chairs booths. Uh, seats and I think that she gets right to it and just says so who or or what are you well you know my name my name is Arvin Arvin de Sora what I am is dwarf <laughs> yeah I guess that was kind of rude for me to ask is, <laughs> is this the first time we've had but, this conversation The first time. Uh, for you? Not for me. For you? No. How do you... How do you remember? How do you remember the things that... Happened but didn't happen? If they if they didn't happen... And then you see Ayan's eyes light up for a moment. Can you make something that happened unhappen? 
Is that was possible? That, were you sending like a telepathic no, thought no, he, into him? He, or he, he you just, just said that. Him? He's, that. That came out loud. I, we, we can't bring him back. That's... What, what's done is done. And... I don't... I hate to disagree, but anything is possible. Your father did not die of natural means. There is a way to bring him back. Bring him back. Necromancy is a thing, but it it goes against the natural laws of order. This is. I I can't allow it. Ian, I know you're grieving, and it is. So hard, so unbelievably hard. We just, we can't. Because who's who's to say that if he does come back, who's to say that he's going to be himself? We can't guarantee. (laughs) Thank you, (laughs) Vibril. Yeah, no, Vibril is a little. We we can't guarantee that. He's going to come back as himself. It wasn't right that he died, so... It's up to us to make... To avenge him. And to... Find whoever did this and make them pay. But bringing him back... Very interesting words, Kiki. Those are very interesting words. Uh, Vabril, you were dead. Mm. Are you glad that you're... Not dead anymore? Vibril, you can tell, is very uncomfortable as soon as this whole conversation started. Um, Of course, he is ashamed he died. He's grateful to be back. And so, um, um, I'm definitely grateful to be back here. Death came on my doorstep uh, unknowingly. And um, I never said this to the whole group. I never said this to everyone, but... Companions, I'm I'm grateful you guys um, helped bring me back. Um, There's still a lot I have to get done. And uh, if I'm sorry, Kiki, if there's a if there's a way to bring back his father, um, who am I to say no when that was done for me? Now, I know the time duration is. I just know we uh, we should we should look at all possible, um, every single possibility to see if it's something we can do. At this time, the waitress shows up and serves you guys drinks, and she leaves. Kiki downs up. Yeah, I Roll want a constitution to... save. Ooh. Is it poison? Did he poison me? No, I'm just seeing if you're drunk. I got an 8 plus 2, 10. You're feeling you're feeling a little buzz. You're a little tipsy. You're not all the way there yet, but she needs it. She's not to... that drunk. She's not that <laughs> drunk. <laughs> Marilyn, go ahead. Yeah, I want to hold my drink and look at him and look at the, uh, the crew I'm sitting with. And say I, I empathize with how, what's happening in our lives, but we've 
been up and down the road with this man before. We've been to the end. We've been back to the beginning and to the end again. He, I feel like you know some things that we don't. I feel like you are expecting us to play on what feels like the world stage without knowing what tools we're working with. It's leaving us very confused. And it's getting <sighs> old. He kind of puts his drink down and he says, I know it's not the path that you wanted to take. I know it's not even the path that you even thought you would ever be on. But as I said, possibilities and probabilities change with knowledge. If I were to tell you of something that were going to happen, and you don't take it, it would happen to someone else. It might affect where you are in the future. It might affect how you interact with someone else in that very moment, which could spin off in a thousand different pathways, down a thousand different lifelines, down a million integrations of beings. That is why I can't say more. Are you here to coach us? Are you trying to push us on the direction we need to go to be where we were when you saw when we saw ourselves? Mm, coach is a bad term for it. I would say I am an observer and someone who has a very keen interest in the world not exploding. I would say that's most of us. So you'd be surprised. So you're into self-preservation. Self-preservation, world preservation, the very fabrics of time and reality preservation, yes. This, This thing that is coming will end everything. Astral plane, the celestial plane, the fire plane, water plane, ice plane, the material plane, the fey realm. There is nothing left except it. It consumes all. And I'm sure you even heard yourself that this thing that is coming, they refer to it as the consumer. That is because it eats everything. Time, space, possibilities. As you can see, I have a solace for that in the moment. And he takes a sip. Now, setting you all about aimlessly on a path that you have no idea what to do has never worked out for me in the past. So what I will say is that... Come a little closer. Cypress, would you mind uh, holding out your arms like this a little bit? Uh, like this? Yep, yep. Now, come a little closer, everyone. And he leans into the table and he reaches in and pulls out this 12-sided orb that is lightly pulsing and glowing. And he says, I believe these are the keys to stopping whatever it is that is coming. You see, with these, you've already experienced their power once, uh, at least in the last few weeks. You've also experienced their powers uh, when you were children. You know how powerful these things are. They are relics of a time before our time, to say the least. 
I believe that these are the key, these sources of power. However, I have never, in all of the times that I have been doing this, been able to collect all of them. I have a theory. It's a very strong theory with very real proof that whoever collects all of these and merges them together will ascend to godhood. And during our time and during our sojourns, I had a few, and the enemy had the rest. I believe it was with the ones that he possessed that he was able to call forth this abomination that destroys all and consumes all. And thus we were never able to stop him. Now, and he puts it back in his cloak and he says, oh, you can relax now, Cyprus. Thank you very much. Prying eyes are ever so troublesome. Yeah, if, if we were to touch that right now, would we freeze for another three weeks? Just standing here like a bunch of fools? I, I'd like That's to, you know, if we're going to be finding these things, if we touch them, are we going to freeze in place? Is there a way to, like, prevent that? Well, each one has a specific uh, property. For instance, the one that I have and showed you when you were children, it did not freeze you in time. It just showed you different lives, different pathways that you could have taken. The one that showed you the glimpse of the end, that is the one that took time. I've not collected all of them, so I don't know what ramifications there may be from them. However, as a student of knowledge and in my pursuit of researching these things, I will say that it does not come with their own risks. Should you not be strong enough or brave enough to face whatever is inside of them, there will be consequences. So each, each, not cube. <laughs> what's the, what's the word I'm thinking of? Dodecahedron, I believe is the correct term. Yes, uh, it, relic. In inside each relic, thank you, Cypress, is a prophecy, right? I believe you couldn't be further from the truth. Each one contains a certain power. One showed the end. The one that I have shows possibilities. There's another that reverses time. There's one that will grant you your strongest and deepest desire. There's another that will be able to show you the past. There's another that will let you travel backwards in time. There are many, there are 12 in all that I know of. There are many different powers associated with each, and I believe that is why collecting all of them, it will... If you could control all 12 of these facets of reality and time and space, that is what would ascend you up into godhood. But why would we want to? Like, it, it's good to be strong and to have power and to fight this, whatever you, you said, the, the collector, the, the, the end, essentially. But The consumer. Yes. That's it. <laughs> Thank you for very long. Words are not with me today. But why 
Should we? Should you not? That vision that you had will come to pass, and the world will end, and we'll have to try again. So if we, so if we don't <coughs> succeed, there would be a, another version of this. How many times have we done this? With different probabilities and different outcomes. Yes. Mm. Huh. He takes a second and he he addresses each question in turn. He says. Marilyn, this is my 10,492nd time. Out of those, 300 have been with you all. 75 of those, at least two of you have made it to the end. Two times I have gotten all of you to the end. And yet it wasn't enough. I'm not certain that this time we will succeed, but I have to try. More than anything, Milo speaks up. Uh, We should make sure that the enemy definitely doesn't have these, even if we don't need them. This isn't the kind of thing that we would want to face. I imagine these kinds of world-changing items, relics, they're causing things across the land, I would assume. Like, unnatural happenings in areas of, like, maybe uprisings or more. Very astute, Milo. Last time it was Vabril who brought up that point. Yes, the enemy does make his own plans to obtain these. In fact, he already has at least one in his possession. At this time. And he he does some mental math and he says, probably about to get the second. Regardless, yes, Um. there are many strange occurrences throughout the land that don't match up. There will be something that is very strange, very odd about a certain area. For instance, you being stuck in a state like you were for three weeks that would not have gone unnoticed. In fact, that's what drew me to you in the first place. I was looking up strange rumors and strange activities, and I heard about a group of children who were stuck in stasis for three weeks with no known mm, spell or thing that exists in this world holding you down, and so that is what initially led me to you. Now, um, in all the possibilities you have witnessed, did we ever obtain all these relics, enough of these relics, for us to be able to ascend into some kind of a godlike figure? If you had, would we really be having this conversation right now? Then the solution is simple. We need to do whatever we have to do to obtain these relics at all costs to save the world that we live in, our friends and our family. And again, you can tell Verbril has died before, so that experience is 
it's changed him and it's changing him um, at all costs, then we need to obtain these relics. And you see Vibrail look down, put his hand on the sword, and just kind of fades out of the conversation. Aeon would like to establish a telepathic speech directly to Avendasora. All right. Um, so this is just us directly. Avin, I, I, I have a question. Why did you choose to save Vibril and not my father? Why have you chosen to pick and choose? Is it about the end? Why are some lives more valuable than others? And how would you know? He will mentally respond back while taking a, a long pull of his ale. He says, Be honest with yourself. If you had not found that letter from that person and learned of your father's murder, not death, would you really have come here and not back to your old life? Death is not the end, as your cleric friend says. Vabril himself has experienced that firsthand. There are many pathways to life after this life. And that's what he says. So you could have prevented me from knowing and I would have lived this life out as I would have wanted, potentially, without this burden of purpose. Ayan, you may already know this, but there is power inside of you that could make the difference. I have seen it. Remember those two times when everyone survived to the end, basically. All of the other times, it was always you. You were always strong enough to make it. You have the power, the drive, Do you think I wanted this life? I was a wizard studying divination, and all of a sudden, this is placed upon my lap. Ten thousand lives I have lived. And yet I do it because I must. And he stops speaking telepathically, and he says, Now, I have a job for everyone here, if you don't mind. A... <laughs> a mission. <laughs> I get a kick out of that one. Now, you all have your own personal reasons for going to Reevesport, and I have my own personal reasons for going to Reevesport. 
I should like you to all accompany me there. The second round of drinks all shows up and he says, Now, I have a need down in Reevesport. There are many things I need to do. Uh, Cyprus, no, no, don't pour it out. I know you can't drink. Uh, that's actually oil for your joints. Um, oh, I put one out for my homies of all my other lives. <laughs> for Vibril. Tiger bomb. <laughs> he, he pours one out for like for that one other wolf which <clears throat> I saw that one time. There's at least I, uh, two of us. I don't, I, don't, I don't think that was that funny, uh, Kiki. But, um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, so moving on. <laughs> Thank oh, you, Milo. <laughs> so, uh, what's, what's the reason we need to be here at Reevesport? Or here at Davin's Ferry, not Reevesport. Immediately. Uh, to like, meet me, right? of course. To meet oh, me, of course. Just, uh, you just, this is the middle, I guess. Of where you were and... Well, from here, I've chartered a ferry down to Reevesport, and I was hoping we could all take it together. How long will that take? A few days' journey downriver. The way you talk of probability, it doesn't sit well. It doesn't sit well with me. I feel like there's more we can know. Like, I feel like you expect us to do this. You're presenting it knowing we're going to do it. I feel like you know that there are certain paths we take that work. This way worked 700 times. This way never works. I feel like you could give us something to help guide this. This is, I'm more confused than I was when I walked in. I, I, I think one way to explain it is that um, if you were to be given any type of suggestion, then it wouldn't come to pass, whether it be good nor bad. So to have any possible outcome that we are successful, he does have to remain silent and we have to operate in somewhat ignorance. This is the only way that we can't uh, determine our fate unintentionally. Now, I, I don't think I trust him either. I'm not sure, but maybe I have before and I will in the future. But he self-admitted he's in the business of self-preservation. And maybe if we're near him, we can preserve ourselves mm. also. The concept of being tied to fate 10,000 times. I we is there nothing we can do to write this story ourselves? We're in it. It's our story. Apparently, it's us who has to do this. Uh, not necessarily. If you notice, he said that uh, sometimes it's not us. Sometimes it's only some of us. I don't know why it's us. Why it's me. So many other yeah, people. Those are the failures. Yeah. I don't know. I failed. What do you want us to do? Of times, this is sounds right. What do you want to do? What do you want us to do? What's I want you to come with me to Reevesport. Now our ferry is leaving in thirty minutes. That leaves you just enough time <clears throat> to do some shopping if you need some items. I suggest you buy a few things you might need for a few days' travel. 
And you can meet me at the Riverbird. South side dock on the left, third boat on the right. Okay, but you're paying for these drinks. I already have. <laughs> Ian gets up away from the table and walks into the the township to barter and purchase goods. Ah, very well. I forgot to mention at the start of the session, you all received 60 gold as a, as a party for completing the mission. The mayor also threw in an extra 60 gold for going above and beyond the call. So the whole party got a 120 gold for completing the mission last time. So spread that out amongst yourselves as you will. So everybody gets It's an 20. even split, guys. 20. We got 20 gold. <laughs> The DM well, giveth simple math and take away. I think Vabril uh, should probably get a half cut of that. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're not splitting the money. Like that. No, it's just split it evenly. <laughs> well, then I guess we're going on a shopping spree. <laughs> shopping <laughs> trip. <laughs> All right. I'm just going to go ahead and add 20 to mine. Just, I think let's just do that. I do the cool, thing. Cool, 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 cool. Yeah, we do that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you um, do that. So while they're doing that, I don't really need to shop for anything, supplies or whatnot. Um, actually, I want to see if that Warforge is still there. Uh, you look, and he wasn't still kind of out in the the big throng at Gables. Uh, roll a perception check. Mm -hmm. Oh, guidance now. I'm actually looking for him. There we go. Uh, 26. You find him outside the Adventurer's Guild here in the town. It's a smaller building than the one in Braven, but it is the Adventurer's Guild, and he is sitting outside. Um, also, note on that, D, uh, Drew, I don't know if Cypress would know this yet, but for the Adventures Guild, is it like one Adventures Guild and like franchise locations everywhere, like where there are similar quests? If you complete a quest at one, do you have to go back to that one or you pick up a quest here? Could we turn it in in another thing? They would have a telecommunication system that lets them know, oh, this person completed this quest. So okay. if you complete. You know, because sometimes you have to travel. So if right. you complete a quest that, you know, is in between the town and you're closer to the other town that has a guild, you can just go there and turn it in. Okay, because that was just off the top of my head. If we wanted to see if there was anything we could do, like, on the way down uh, quest-wise to keep it open. But I didn't know if that was going to work or not. Uh, but yeah, okay. We can go back into the scene. Is there any, <laughs> is there any quest that it looks like we could do on the way down? Well, uh, you're not yet. in the Adventurer's Guild, Milo, I'm sorry. I'm somewhat nervously walking over uh, to this other Warforged. Uh, uh, hello? Uh, hi? Uh, do you mind if I talk to you for a second? He kind of looks up at you and says, All right, but make it quick. Uh, yeah, so I have a uh, Oh, my name's Cypress. Uh, haven't ever met another one like me uh, before. Um, oh, first timer, huh? 
Yeah. Yeah, I guess you could say that. Um, who are you? It's kind of a... You know, all of us uh, have our own names. Right. What'd you say your name was? Oh, Cypress. Cypress. Uh, my companions just call me Heavy. Oh. <laughs> well, that's all right. There's worse things to be called. I used to be called Stick. Uh, but I'm not, I'm not Stick. Uh, no, I'm Cypress. Um, this might be kind of a weird question. Uh, like, what are we? I know it's a bit philosophical. Uh, I mean, I imagine you have like a purpose. Uh, purpose? Oh, <laughs> I only find my purpose in battle. Oh, battle. Yeah. Okay. That, that's it. Yep. Pretty much. Nothing really makes sense. Unless I'm swinging this hammer around. Did you, uh... I don't know how long it's been since you... Woke up, I guess. Uh, did you have that voice, too? Voice? Oh, nah, yeah. Uh, yeah, nah, nah. Uh, never mind that. Um, oh, heavy. It was, uh, nice to see you. Oh, see you around. Likewise, like partner. That, yeah, and Cypress will will walk in to the Adventures Guild. All right, and I'm assuming uh, you find Milo inside, looking at the guild postings. You see behind the counter there is a older human, bald, except for a little bit of sideburns, big white mustache, and he says, "Oh, hello there." Are you an adventurer, or do you need to register? Uh, I think we we did this already. Uh, uh, we're we're already registered. Uh, hi, uh, what's your name? I'm Milo. I'd show him oh. like, our credentials, I guess. Oh, very good, yes. Bronze rank, eh? Yes, my name is John Honore. It- Nice, nice is this to meet the, you. What was the name of the guy in the first in Braven? Bon Bonner. <laughs> that was uh, Jan Honory. <laughs> and yes, this is the Nurse Joy of my world. Okay. All right. I like this. Uh, this is a good one. <laughs> well, as you can see, the uh, the adventure board is. Uh, well, there's not too many quests in here, but uh, uh, there is a few. Uh, Mr. Mr. John. Uh, we're headed down to uh, Reefsport. Yes. Uh, any anything that direction? Taking a Reefsport, eh? Well, let's see. He kind of comes out from behind the bar and he says, "Ah, oh, this one might be good for you. It's a uh, missing persons investigation down the river. I assume you're going to be traveling by river, yes? It's the fastest oh, yeah. way of going down there. Yeah, that'd be good. We've even got a, a detective on our team. He finds people all the time. Oh. Real smart. Very good. That could, could that could prove useful. Mm-hmm. Ah, I guess we All right, well, uh, we'll I'll go that. ahead and take your credentials down. All right. So he does the appropriate paperwork, and we will fast forward. 
So how much are, are, are these potions of healing, sir? You are in a potion shop by the name of the Brood Baguette. It's weird. They also serve bread <laughs> on one side and potions on the other. It's a very interesting store. The well, you don't want potions. to have potions on an empty stomach. Yes. Yeah. If you look on the label of the potions, this is like consume with food. Don't consume on an empty stomach. So if we're getting into the kind of shopping aspect, what is right. our options? Well, you each got 20 gold from the quest completion last time. So add that to your total and anything yeah. in the D&D Beyond equipment page Gosh. you can purchase. Yeah, add items. In fact, do we just want to hit a pause real quick here while we do this shopping experience? Yeah, maybe yeah, a little shopping yes, pause. Please. Shopping pause. Shopping montage. Hello, adventurer. Have you been caught away from your party? The guild doesn't recommend adventuring alone, but sometimes it can be hard to find a friend, someone who understands and can give you that encouragement you need to get through the battle. Now, there's a solution. For the makers of Theraflute, a bard's best friend, we bring you Therasword. Therasword takes magic and binds a living soul to your weapon of choice. No longer will you find yourself alone in the dark. Just take a look at the reflection in your blade. Change the personality of your Therasword to your liking with three base personality settings. If you act today, we will force, <coughs> pardon me, unlock additional personalities on your sword soul. Please do not use Therasword. If you have ever been dead, haunted by a vicious murder, have at least one living parent. Therasword is not liable for damaging of blades or unbinding of souls. Please check with your party before communicating with your Therasword. Remember, only you can hear the voices in your head. Available now at your local Gables. And we're back. Shopping montage completed. You all got yourselves a few new items. Nice and sparkly items. Now, as you all gather up at whatever assigned meeting place that you had assigned to yourselves to head to the docks, you are passing through the main town square. As you are all walking through the crowded town square. There is a small crowd that has gathered near the town crier who cries out the news of the realm. You overhear him call out Revolt in Javara! Javara is launched into civil war! All trade goods coming and froming, coming and going to Javara are now at increased trade cost. However, there is an open market for those willing to brave the seas <clears throat> you shall be handsomely rewarded in tariffs. Weapon tax. Weapon tax. The king has laid a weapon tax upon all citizens who own weapons. One gold shall be collected from each citizen to levy the tax. 
And that's about all you hear as you continue to walk through. Now, you guys are at the docks. You see Avin standing there in front of the loading ramp to the Riverbird. And I'm assuming you all are just going to go onto the boat? For real. I'm on a boat. For real. (laughs) What's a tax? I don't. It's extortion. (laughs) Yeah. It's one of the... um... The craziness of this world. Don't don't. We'll don't tell you about it on the ride. Shit. Oh, Cyprus. Yeah, it's uh, it's an it's it's evil. So we'll just leave it at that. <clears throat> oh, all right. Ah, there you all are. Avin says as you all approach. I believe this is going to be our home for the next few days. Shall we go aboard? As Aen starts to board, you notice he's sporting a nice, he's always dressed proper. He's got a little bit of a, a duster Ooh. that he's wearing. Ooh. Trench coat mafia to some extent. Good detective outfit. Nice. I'm going to say that Cypress brought, bought himself a little poncho. A little incognito. Big, 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 <laughs> and a fake mustache. Michael <laughs> brought himself a new pair of boots. Well, you didn't buy those. They were given to you, but yes. No, oh, he's not oh, wearing no, he those. Bought, he he bought stubborn. another pair. <laughs> he took those back and bought his own. Excuse me, do these have cash value? The clerk at Gables is like, not fun. He, he asked, the clerk at Gables looks at you as you go to return the boots. He says, sorry, that was an exclusive event item. There's not actually one of those logged in the inventory, so I can't give you anything for that. <laughs> uh, yes, Avin, in the future, could you provide a gift receipt? <laughs> I'm sorry, out of all the probabilities that I've seen, that didn't come up. <laughs> but can you see why kids love Cinnamon Toast Crunch? Uh, okay. Yes. The cocaine! <laughs> it's, uh, <laughs> 75 licks to the center of a Tootsie Pop. Uh, shall we continue? Uh, just to All clarify, right. I did yeah. say brought, not bought. Okay, cool. You're well, wearing Maryland your shiny new boat. Gables boots. Very good. Marilyn looks exactly the same. Well, then, what are taxes? Taxes. Oh my yeah. gosh, he's, he's still on it. <laughs> uh, let us walk and talk. Walk and talk, yes? All right, here we go. Uh, so you guys are on the boat. The boat uh, shoves off from the dock, and he explains all about taxes. You oh are all on the riverbird, and it's a riverboat, so it's wider. It's not super deep. There's not really any places to like go down under deck like they have a lot of cargo stuff down under deck but everybody pretty much stays above deck on the whole ride and there's there's areas marked for like okay these are the sleeping quarters and stuff if it rains eh, we'll throw up a tent or whatever but that's is a river boat so it's it's wider it's flatter it's not super deep you guys are going for a while and we'll say we'll, we'll fast forward a little bit uh night falls you guys 
we'll all get a, a long rest. So, Josh, your negative three is now a negative two. Yes! I'm coming back slowly. I feel the change. You're getting there. You're getting there. Yeah. <laughs> I feel the change. Oh, yeah. Uh, there's no there's no need for watch. Okay. Uh, yeah, the you guys are are gliding down this river. There is a few uh, crewmen who are actively on watch. Like it's their job to take shifts and stuff. He says, "Yeah, you guys are passengers. Uh, there's no need for that. Um, we'll let you know if anything comes up." Drew, do I see any unusual animals? Uh, no, you see a lot of river animals. Okay. Okay. On my list. There's a lot of egrets and some river fish, a few normal animals, nothing unusual. Everything is smooth sailing for the most part until around three or four afternoon in the afternoon on the second day. There is a sudden stop as the riverboat quickly kind of jeers to the side and everybody rushes up to the front and the captain is swearing under his breath. Ah, I must have happened during the last storm. Ah, uh, you see that there is a large dam basically breaking up half of the river and the other half of the river is a sandbar that will keep the boat from going through. And Avin says to you guys, he says, not worry, this is expected. Just keep your eyes peeled. All right, I'll keep watch. Okay. Cypress, roll a perception check. I want to give myself some guidance. Nineteen. Nineteen. I'll say over the course of the next little bit, you see a few shapes moving on the hill off to the right of the boat. The crew is hard at work. They've got a few axes. They're trying to clear this big jumble of tree trunks and branches and rocks and things out of the river, but it's going to take time. Milo, what? over there. You see anything? Uh, shape uh, over there. Oh, uh, Here, maybe. You take a look. Guidance. All right, I'm going to roll with guidance then. Uh, is that just a D4 to yep. my perception check? Correct. All right, uh, it's 21. You definitely see there are a few animalistic shapes peeking up over the crest of the hill that is on the far uh, right side. So it's about 300 feet or 100 yards away off the riverbank. What time of day is Oven, this? What's that? What time of day is this? It's about, well, you were watching for a while. I'd say it's about five or six. Okay. Oven steps up to you, Milo, and he says, yep, right on time. Now, He'll motion to all of you guys, and he'll so gather round, gather round. The choice is yours. We can either wait here 
fend off the attack, which has happened before. It's not too bad. Or you can pursue. You'll find their base hmm, about half of a mile on the other side of that ridge. Next to a, a clearing of trees, there is a, a mine entrance. But the choice is yours. Well, why can't we do both? Well, once the raiding party comes, you'll be too busy defending the boat and the crew, and myself included. Or you can take the fight to them. I feel like we oh, would man. probably need this boat, and to better ensure that it's not damaged, we should take the fight to them. I agree. What uh, I agree. What I don't know about you, but I am not prepared for aquatic combat of any sort. What can you tell us, Ivan, uh, about what we'll be facing? Knolls. Nasty things. Alright. Can we roll a knowledge check on knolls? Sure. I rolled a natural 19 on the die. I rolled a natural 1. Cypress has never seen knolls before. He said, knolls like a, a knoll of a hill? What? <laughs> a K-N-O-L-L. So would it be a history, a survival roll? I'd say, sir, mm, nature, nature, maybe um, nature is plus three. So that's a 22. Okay. You know that gnolls are monsters that have recently cropped up ever since the magical barriers around town have dissipated. They are large hyena humanoid shaped creatures and they travel in packs. They are smart enough to create weapons for themselves, but they are also vicious enough, vicious enough to use things like bites and scratch. And they have dark vision. Um, but you also know that they're not super smart. But in packs, they can be dangerous. Gotcha. So I, I just put it in our chat view if you want to get a photo of these things. Yeah, they're pretty much oh, just nice. like hyena werewolves. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's kind of how the vibe they got. Very cool. <laughs> well, I'm gonna dine in some hyena world of blood tonight. They look like they're they're guarding a, a, uh, a pyramid somewhere. Like cool. Dogs. Yeah. Excuse me. Did you say you're gonna dine on hyena blood tonight? No. That sword is Stop. changing you. We gotta separate it. <laughs> but it's that's like that Happy Gilmore. Like, like I'm gonna dine on dine on hyena blood tonight. Wait, you eat hyena blood? <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> the sword we're, thinks we're, into we're your mind, Fabril. She says, "You know, I am kind of hungry." <laughs> hey, Fabril needs to get kill some stuff, man. He's yeah. Needs to get oh, rid of some stuff. The sword is changing in. <laughs> okay, to uh, to bring it back in. Um, uh, is 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 there a, f a way for us to bring the the boat to to shore to port so we can um pursue them, or are we just gonna have to uh swim? You, it's not a problem. We can bring the the boat closer. We can just hop right off, and he does that. Cypress just hops right off the bed. As we're doing that, as we're doing, as we're doing that, Verbril is going to uh, talk to Avin. Aen casts mage armor on himself. 
Oh, very nice. All right. Vabril, what are you saying? Um, so I was showing up. Vabril's going to talk to Alvin, uh, kind of piggyback off the uh, the chat back in the barn. Um, so You mean the tavern? With these relics. I mean, yes, the tavern. With these relics, uh, going back to these relics, do you... Do you know their locations, your specific locations from past lives you've lived? I know of a something few. that's been eating yes. me up. Okay. All right. And um, would you be sharing those locations with us as we embark on our journey? I will. In fact, that's why I'm having you go to Reevesport with me. In fact, once we get there, I was going to let you know that I needed you to recover one of these items. Well, I will do whatever I have to do to recover those relics. Um, just, uh, my life has never been the same since I came back. And, um, Just know I would do anything at all costs to get those relics. <clears throat> he reaches up and as high as he can reach on your shoulder, he, he puts his hand in there and he says, I know you will, Vabril. <laughs> but you must not lose yourself. Dying is very hard the first time, but you get used to it. <laughs> and I might say, Vabril, as you go, listen to her. Listen to her. You'll know what that means. All right. I'll try. We'll do. We'll do. Excellent. And you put it in the chat, but um, I know you and I had mentioned it before. Uh, in the past night, I had leftover spell slots. I would have cast uh, Goodberry. So those are good for an entire day. I oh, no. They all rotted. So sorry. <laughs> they had 24 hours. Uh, <laughs> they're over there still good but anytime okay. i have a leftover spell slot at the end of the yes. day yes all right so how many good berries do you have uh up to 10 okay so they we'll all, say you have 10 congratulations all, rotted. all right cypress has a little <laughs> little good bear pimples all over all right you guys all ready oh yes. yeah let's go oh avin calls out as you guys are cresting the ridge and he says I forgot to mention, stay on the left. And you guys are all walking up. You walk for a while and you're very wary because you know that they had scouts out and about. However, you don't see any throughout the surrounding area. There are tracks that Milo finds with Cypress's help that lead directly to where you need to go. And as you approach, you see that there is a mine entrance here in these scattered hills. And it's, it's an established mine. It's been here for a while. There are heavy doors, there's signs. It says, Iron Keep Mine. And you guys are all set to go in and as you go in you notice that the tunnel that you are going through branches off in two separate directions 
Well, we obviously go right. I thought it was up for <laughs> that. sounds right. <laughs> yeah. I, I assume we check out the left path. <clears throat> yep, remember to stay left, guys. How's the lighting in here, Drew? It's dark. Uh, I'll produce flame then so I can see. I'll Excellent. cast light, Excellent. I guess, on somebody's backpack. My own, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I can see fine. I don't I don't want to become a beacon, so y'all do that. Um knowing we're headed into combat for Brill, uh the sites actually pull out his sword and <laughs> and shield and anticipation and in readiness. <clears throat> okay. So you do that. You're psyching yourself up. Not gonna die this time. Not gonna die this time. <laughs> gonna make it. All right. As you guys are coming down this left tunnel, you all went left, right? Uh, yes, we did. All right. The smell is getting very noticeable. You would expect some kind of sulfuric smell, perhaps, in this mine, but this is a stench, rotting flesh feces it's it's bad it's getting worse cypress of course doesn't notice any of this and continues to carry on uh, however everybody who uses their sense of smell will notice that kiki's probably used to it <laughs> you definitely recognize kiki that this is the stench of death mm. it's very stinky down here can visibly right. see the stink lines Go ahead. I want everybody to go ahead and roll stealth checks for me, please. Oh, crap. Okay. Oh, God. Wow. A and rolled a 17 on the die, and he has a plus two, so that's a 19 for stealth for A, and I'm putting that in the chat. Uh, 11 for stealth for Milo. I have a plus four, so 21. I don't like that Josh is already saying wow, wow, wow before he says the number. So I wrote, I wrote <laughs> yo, stealth, stealth is a disadvantage for me. So I wrote in that one <laughs> plus my one for stealth. So you got a zero. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's ridiculous. <laughs> wow. Oh, I hate stealth. Still now. a little shaky from the traumatic experience of dying. The That's why. I that's why I put on my sword and shield ASAP. Cause <laughs> the, we're all trying to be very stealthy, and all of a sudden, the bill is just like clank, 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 clank. <laughs> the sword is like bouncing off the cave walls and like tink, 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 we're, tink, No, we're 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 sliding up on the wall, and he's like, "Why are you guys doing that? What's up?" It's like scooting <laughs> along the wall. <laughs> he drops his long sword, and it. <laughs> He's he's trying not Except to cause noise, but oh god! This time we can all hear the sword. Ow! 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 ow. <laughs> Stop! <laughs> I pick her up slowly. Every, every, sorry, sorry, sorry. Every, every time he moves, it causes a noise. He pauses and it moves again, and it causes a noise. <laughs> Everybody oh. is like embarrassed. Like, oh come on, Fabril. <laughs> okay. Uh, with that, as you near this as you as you come through this tunnel you near this uh double 
archway system and you see inside the room there are a few torches and as you're coming along you have a little bit of a range of sight however there are noises inside a yipping and barking sound and you guys are standing in this archway and the gnolls are aware of you everybody let's roll initiative yeah, for real. <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> and next up, there's a stealth. Just leave me behind. Thanks, homie. All oh, right. also, we will need a, a marching order. So I'm going to go ahead and load up the Roll20 map here. And you guys. I was can... waiting for that. <clears throat> yeah, we'll get there. We'll get there. Uh, let's say that A.N. is always towards the back. I got up oh, towards and... the front. Roger that. I think I'd say 11 for initiative. Vabril would be behind Cypress. He doesn't mind being behind big old Cypress. Yeah, I'll say I'd be more towards the middle because I'm carrying that flame and I know we're trying to be sneaky, so I'm not up front as I have been before. Okay, so 17 again from Ethan. That is your initiative roll, right? Yeah. I got 17 on the stealth and then... I rolled a okay. 16. And then you got one. 17 again. Okay. Yeah. I, I always like to imagine Kiki kind of towards the front. <laughs> the the <laughs> light from the backpack is actually blinding everyone else, and she thinks that it's like helping illuminate All right. everything. All right. I'll go ahead and move uh, uh, Milo's right. Over to... Milo's like second, then. All right. So here's the battle map. You guys go ahead and set yourself up. You Ooh. can get as far up to this uh, double archway as you like. Wait, is that Kiki right there? Oh, look at yeah, you. Yeah, that Change is Kiki. Token. Nice. Yeah, new art just dropped. <laughs> new art. <laughs> I think I posted nice. it in the channel. In the Discord. Oh, yeah, it's, uh, it's in the this Discord is channel. channel. This is oh, new art. Kiki is fully clothed. <laughs> Keep really uh, and guys, Actually, if, none of them if are the closed. grid is if the grid is a little bit off, where you can do if you hold down the alt button when you drop uh, your person, it'll see. drop right Where's where you are school? instead of Where's snapping. To yeah, the for center. some reason, Dungeon Fog has these lines that don't actually match up with like Roll Twenties things. So I'm I need to figure something else out. Yeah. Otherwise, you know, we just hold alt and then it's fine. Yeah. If you, uh, hold you can alt, also hit. Uh, you can also hit a uh, snap to corners and stuff like that, I think. Yeah. There, if you're playing on a MacBook, press the option button. <laughs> All right. Uh, Kiki and Vabril, you both got the same initiative, so go ahead and whose decks is higher? Probably uh, Vabril. Probably Kiki's. <laughs> <laughs> well, this uh, time Josh is building a strength based fighter, so. Yeah, I have one to my dexterity. I do too. Ethan. Yeah. It's oh a roll off, <laughs> Rochambeau, y'all. All right, here we go. So uh, regular D twenty. I got an eight. You got to be kidding me! I got an eight. What is <laughs> Double <laughs> roll off. <laughs> can this? Can this please be? We both get to go at the exact same time. Rematch <laughs> of the century. We just round two. Round two. All right, round two. I got a wine. Here we go. Here we go. Uh, All right, I so Mavril's going first. <laughs> I, I wrote a three. There you go. Uh, that's a solid so three win. We're dice buddies. All right. That's crazy. That's that's where they're like, no, you first. No, you. No, you. <laughs> yeah. No, you, you. 
Cypress is like, go! <laughs> he just, like, tumbles through the door. <laughs> oh, shaky. Alright, so, we're gonna open the scene. You all see inside there is this large room, this large antechamber that you're standing in opens up to a massive room where more than likely this was a junction point to one of the drop-off sections. You see a, a cart full of ore that the gnolls obviously don't care about. Um, there's barrels and baskets and supplies and things kind of scattered all out through the room. You see six gnolls that look regular and then you see one that is a very nasty big boy and you can assume based on the way that he's barking orders to the other that he's a little bit bigger than everybody else yeah so this guy right back here in the middle dang it man oh all right and now Ian, you're gonna open us up We'll have Knowles number three and four go, and then it'll be Vabril. So Anne's going to slightly move up. He's not going to go into the room, but he's going to target the closest Knoll, small one. Um, and he's going to need that Knoll to make a wisdom saving throw. Ooh, wisdom. All right. Wait, he got a four. I lied. It was, an oh. it was an intelligence saving throw. Well, then it would be a two. Okay. So he is going... That null is going to take max damage. Six points of damage. Oh, and he has... Yeah. That null has minus one to its saving throws until the beginning of Aeon's next All turn. Right. Mind Sliver has been cast. Boom. Bleeding from the eyes, ears, nose. He is not liking that at all. Okay. All right. So it's actually his uh, brother right here's turn. He is going to run up. He's got a lot of range. In fact, he's got 60 feet. Yeah, so you can see he's got this big spear in his hands, this gnarly looking thing, and he comes up, and he is just going to attack the first person, which is Kiki, and he rolls. He's got reach. Yeah, it's a spear. He's got Oof. 10 feet of reach, so. I said he's got a gnarly looking spear, yeah. uh, but he rolled a three, <laughs> so that I'm assuming. Ah, you know what, surprisingly. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> 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 you got me, see? I saw through your armor class puzzle. Okay, so that was his turn. His other brother over here, he's also going to rush up with another spear. And is going to attack. Who is in front there? Ian, did you step forward in front of Abril? In front of Abril. He is to the side uh, behind him. Like, I can't move him. It just, uh, yes. I was, okay, I didn't do the alt thing, so I was trying to place him, like, right there. Like, I was just trying to get okay. an angle, because that looked like that, that was a wall here. If it helps, he, he mentioned that he didn't, he kind of, like, moved up a little bit, but not in front of. All right. Just, just enough just to get an angle possible. on, on uh, the small boy, small child. Okay. 
Yeah, he could have moved back right to the space he had. That's fine. Uh, Vabril, you will see that this knoll also has one of those gnarly-looking spears, and he thrusts at you, but it misses. And uh, that's actually your turn, sir, with Kiki on deck. All right. And then Cyprus. Vabril takes out his sword, and he is going to charge towards this big guy right here and roll for an attack. Nice. 22 to hit. 22 hits, believe it or not. Beautiful. Let's see. All right, got nine damage. Okay. I'm going to... Second attack. Second attack? Well, I'm going to axe and surge. (laughs) I was like, you're not a level five adventurer, what? <laughs> no, level yeah, two, so bro. I'm actually gonna accent surge. And All right, and you're subtracting your twos, right? Yes, I am. Okay. And this is a nat twenty on the die. Oh. Plus minus yep. two is eighteen. On a nat twenty. All right. Uh, so that hits. Yes, an eighteen would hit. Beautiful. But I mean, it's a nat twenty, so. Yeah, <laughs> it's like minus two. Uh, come on, man. Not damage. Nine. You gotta be kidding me. Straight up taken For down most people, to bloody. That's not bad. <laughs> I'm one of the max. <clears throat> okay. Kiki, that's you. Cool. I'm gonna do Sacred Flame on the one that is bloody, so the one that just attacked the grill. Alright. Okay, so they must succeed on a dexterity saving throw. Right. 1d8. Wow. I rolled a four. Ooh. That's not going to do it. Let me find my d8. There you are. That is an eight. Ooh. Kiki, you see that this thing just lights a fire and in... This horrid gnashing sound, it just completely falls over, and you have slain the first knoll. Hell yeah. All right, Cypress, that's you. All right, you guys see uh, Cypress steps forward into the room, so he can get within 60 feet of big loser dude. Uh, And as he walks past you... um, his form darkens like in entirely uh, until you see uh, what look to be like specks of light, uh, like his shoulder and elbow and wrist and like his uh, vertebrae, his hips, like uh, it's like a little light, like skeleton while all of his joints were hitting and the lights f- form up into uh, his skull where his green eyes now are just like pure, like starlight uh, white as he assumes his starry form. Uh, that's his circle of stars, uh, druid weld shape. Uh, and as he steps forward, uh, he, for a bonus action, uh, you see he extends his hand up and a finger, and one of the lights kind of pulses uh, from his eye and kind of travels down his arm, and he casts a 
um, basically an arrow, a ranged spell attack in the archer form, and uh, goes towards the big dude. And it's a d8 uh, if it hits. So uh, I'm going to use my inspiration to re roll that. <laughs> that's finally going to get use. Uh, there we are. That's a uh, 15 to hit. A 15 misses the big guy. Mm. All right. So he dodges that. Very well. Uh, well, I should have done this first. Um, then for my action, I um, see form the stars again, and I'm going to throw out a guiding bolt. Attack. Yeah, that that might have come in handy if you'd done that first. Yeah, I should have done that one first. All right, uh, that's a seventeen on the die, so that's twenty three to hit. Twenty three hits, and then decent damage. Twelve, fifteen points of radiant damage. Whew. And now uh, the big dude, he is glowing, kind of this pulsating uh, white starlight with flecks of green. Kind of outlining him as well, and uh, Cypress points at him. Says, "Light him up." <laughs> nice. And that's my turn. Cool. Very nice. So you see two more gnolls instinctively react, and this one here is going to come down and charge at Cypress with his spear. That is the third three I have rolled in a row. <laughs> All right, I'm so moving, moving on. Pathetic. <laughs> hey, you said that the last time somebody missed. This knoll back here in the back actually has this wicked-looking monstrosity of a bow, and he's going to pull it back, and he is going to re release at, let's see, Cyprus, since Cyprus just attacked his boss. That is a 17 plus 4, 21 to hit. Well, it hits. Oh, All right. I'm like a living, glowing exoskeleton right now, too. <laughs> Stand to help. Sure enough, sure enough. All right. I rolled a damage. That is six points of damage to you, sir. Okay. Okay, Milo, you're up. All right. Milo's going to attack the uh, now glowing big boss. Uh, he's yep. just in he range. And has advantage, but I'll be shooting through uh, space occupied by an ally. So the boss has half cover plus two AC. All right. That is a uh, 20 math. Uh, uh, 21 to hit. Yeah, a 21 hits. Uh, eight piercing damage. Eight piercing damage. You can see this arrow takes him in one of his, not vital organs, but one of those organs you definitely need, and he is looking very hurt. With the rest of Milo's turn, he sort of focuses in on this uh, mob as it, as it cries in pain. It's like... He's very focused. As he casts a hunter's mark, he utters a, a small line. Target acquired. <laughs> that's probably you not his future lines, but that, that's the, his line now. You should have done that first. All right. 
Everybody take a lesson. If there is a thing that you can do to give you more damage or advantage on a roll, do that first before you attack. D&D 101 right there for you folks. A free lesson for everybody. All right, so this other knoll back here in the back also has a large bow, and he is going to attack at Cypress. Cypress attacked his boss. Uh, that is a 23 to hit. Actually, no, I gave advantage for the guy, but I'm glowing. No advantage, though. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But that's only four damage. All right. This one here, sensing weakness, will run up and attack Cypress as well. But he only rolled a 12. He is attacking with a spear. He stabs at you. All right, so now it is time for the Knoll Pack Leader to act. And he barks in his Knollish language, and the person that just missed is going to take another action. Uh, but does a 16 hit you, Cypress? Nope. 17, All right. I see. So he barks again. Oh, you stupid idiot, you should have hit him. <laughs> okay, Marilyn, that's you, sir. You should have gone for. Oh, with right. Ian, Ian, you're back up again next. I'm going to do that thing I do and cast sleep. Um, It's got a range of 90 feet, which puts me in the ability to put it right in the middle, an area of 20 feet. And I'm going to drop it right in the middle of those three in the back. Wow. Okay. And that would be 5d8 of hittable points. Yes. Starting with the lowest. Yes. Um, So I'm going to load that up. Let's do it. 10, 17, 18, 22. So I might just be one or two. I'm not sure. But that's 22 hit points worth of people. Cool. Your spell goes out and you see this cloud of smoky energy. The no leader drops to sleep, but you see the other two are kind of like... Shaking it off, and they load another arrow onto their bow. So you got the leader. Mm. All right. A. Side that's question. Again, just sir. for my understanding, I do I, before my rounds up. I want to use a bonus action, but just as a player. Ah, yes. Um, um, does that mean that can we infer that he has twenty-two hit points left if it's only affecting him, or he's somewhere under that range at the very least? He is at least somewhere under 22, and the other... So him plus the next person in line, basically, has a sum greater than 22. However, he has less I've been confused about that in the past. Algebra. Got it. (laughs) I know. A plus B does not equal C. um, And then I want to, as a bonus action, use Bardic Inspiration um, on... Let's say Vabril. And say Vabril... Show me what you can do. You take care of these guys here. I think we can handle the guys in the back. Excellent, Fabril. You now have a use of bardic inspiration that you can use at your choosing. All right, Ayan is up. Ayan is going to...
trying to be crafty here. Mm -mm -mm. I don't want to. After, after our last round of combats, I'm now just like hesitant to use any spell slots, like whatsoever. Uh, spell slots are now like fouls in basketball, where you just want to keep holding on to them because you don't know when you might need them <laughs> later on. Um, <clears throat> sports and D and D, they do collide. Um, Ian is going to step up in between, so right here, <clears throat> and he's going to need. There's a, a monster right there. That yes, there is a monster wielding a spear attacking Kiki. Okay, um, he's going to be right here. To, I'm trying to get him to the left, right here, right in front of Rubril. And I'm going to need all three of those creatures to make dexterity saving throws. Oh, snap. All right. All right. What am I trying to beat here? Uh, DC 14. All right. Two of them pass. Okay. So. And the one. Actually, the guy rolled a. Okay. So it was minus one from your. Yeah. Mind sliver. So he fails. Okay, so only one passes because he rolled a 13, but he gets plus one. But then that plus one is negated by your negative one. So uh, I think he still passes because there. it was till the beginning of my next turn. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. So what was it? Rewind there. I don't, uh, I don't two mean, of them have passed. I don't mean to be teacher, teacher about that, but teacher, teacher. Well, it's your ability. So thanks for being honest with that. Yeah. Um, so you, well, I'm glad it rolled max for that one person. So for the one who did not pass, uh, what happens is a momentary circle of spectral blades sweep around me uh, and, uh, all the creatures within a, within the, uh, 10 foot range must succeed a dexterity saving throw or take one D six force damage. So whoever failed takes one D six force damage. All right, go ahead and roll that. No, that was already rolled. It was six. Oh, a six points of damage. Yeah. All right. I was hoping I could get multiple, but no. Um, then as a bonus action, he would like to go back. Okay. Uh, if you're leaving their range... Uh, there's three of them here that will all get opportunity attacks. Will it be three or will it just be two? Well, they all have spears that have a reach of 10 feet. Oh. So if you are within 10 feet of them, they will get that opportunity. Maybe attack. Ayn's not supposed to survive this campaign. Just <laughs> <laughs> Maybe don't have the sorcerer charge in with a melee spell. I mean, it's super dope, though. Um, <laughs> Was it, though? Was it? It would have been. <laughs> You'd figure, since these were low-level people, they wouldn't have those. Anyways, it's what well, it is. everybody gets a reaction. Yeah. Um, no, for, like, surviving, for passing those saves. Um, okay, turn. All right, so you're going to stay put? Yes. Okay. All right, it's actually the one that dodged out of the way of those blades turn. Uh, he didn't like having something thrown at him, so he's going to attack at you. However, he only rolled a 6 plus 4. 10. Miss! 
Alright, Vabril is up, Kiki, and then Cypress is on deck. Alright, Vabril goes in, um, he charges forward, saying, you filthy creatures, get your weapons off Kiki and Cypress, and he just charges this ghoul, or whatever their names are. No. Alright. He's going to attack him right there. Let's see. That is 18 to hit. 18 hits. Beautiful. And let's go, baby. Nine damage. Dang, bro. Okay. You rush up underneath the guard of this knoll that has his spear thrust forward, and you just slash right at his chest, and you hear the voice of your sword in your head. Yes! Yes, Vabril, just like that. Nice. <laughs> as as you actually, like, go to stab... You you see like the image of her doing like this like Superman pose like yeah let's go <laughs> oh my gosh <laughs> nice all right Kiki that is you and Cypress is on deck uh, actually turns out I have to leave the call you know what this is it bye <laughs> I can't do uh, my brother making those kinds of jokes <laughs> so. Uh, Kiki is going to take out her shield and charge into the one that is in front of her uh, and cast, you guessed it, Sacred Flame. Let's roll. 19 on the dice. Ah. Plus one is 20. Yeah, that doesn't. (laughs) So she just kind of hunkers down then at seeing uh, her spell kind of fizzle out. She shoots him and just bonks (laughs) off him. (laughs) Oh my gosh. He does one of those Dark Soul rolls, gets out of the way. All right. Uh, Cypress, that's you. Is he still alive? Yes. He's looking very bloody, though. All right, so start of my turn. The boss who's now sleeping is no longer glowing. Um, But I'm still in my uh, starry form. I am going to walk uh, through these guys kind of on the other side of them, um, still in their range, not leaving their range. Um, and as okay. I step by, I'm going to wait till Vibril's out of the danger zone, but like thematically, as I run past them, I cast Thunder Wave. Uh, and so again, Ooh. like the, the joint lights all, but instead of going down like one arm, this time they go like out both arms and like a shock wave. Uh, blast those three guys. I can hit them 15 foot space and I would wait triangulated, but I, they each need to make a constitution saving throw. Oh, constitution. Mm-hmm. What do they have to beat? Uh, 14. All right, one of them fails. The oh. one that is uh, right next to Vabril failed. The one that was on the other side further away right here has passed. All right, and the other one? The other one failed. He got a five. All right, so two fails. Oh, you were trying to hit all three. Gotcha. Yeah. Let me roll again. He got a two. Okay, cool. So fail, they take 2d8, um, and they're pushed 10 feet. And then the one that passed will just take half. Okay. Uh, So that's a six and a four. So 10 damage total. 10 damage total. And five for the one that passed. Okay, so this guy is looking bloody. Does the one who saved get pushed back? No, that one doesn't get pushed back. Okay. They are all looking pretty bloody. I think right. we have a moment here. The Were you trying to push him like this way over here? 
I would, I would, I always do it as they push like away from me, like whatever, because it's a like a. Because you said you ran. Oh, you, oh, gotcha. As you were yeah. running, gotcha. Okay. Yeah, as I'm right, like so I'm we'll stomping and. Oh snap! He's actually going to hit the wall, so I'm going to roll some damage dice for that. Oh, <laughs> DJ, <laughs> you get two of them. Okay, one of them. Nice. Uh, you, you go and you blast right past, and you see two of them just. <laughs> Just like hit the wall and just splat. Their brains are all over the place on the wall over here. So these two are now dead. Uh, and then the one that's left, as for my bonus action, I'll fire off another uh, cosmic arrow. So the lights and a luminous arrow shines through. Uh, that will be a 17 to hit. 17 hits. So that is. Let me double check this. It's a D8 plus. Plus wisdom. Um, so seven points radiant damage. Triple kill. Fabril, <laughs> you, you go in your swing and your sword, and you have this rejoicing moment where you're like, yeah, I'm getting back in the game. And all of a sudden, Cypher's just like, excuse me, coming through. Boom! <laughs> just completely <laughs> annihilates all of the gnolls in front of you. There is blood just splattering all over the place. I love it. Nice sword. Oh, awesome snap. Magic. Okay. Uh, it was actually his turn next, but he's dead, marking him off. All right. So the gnolls in the back, um, one of them. He's just like, uh, he's, he sees the damage, but he also sees an opening as, you killed my brother. Uh, he's going to roll, but <laughs> a 13, I'm guessing, does not hit. I cannot make up these rolls, guys. I'm serious. Mm-hmm. Like, you think I'm taking it easy on you, but no, I just suck at rolling dice sometimes. All right, uh, Milo, that's you. It's the curse of the DM. I know it. All right. Uh, the Captain Nola I put the Hunter's Mark on, was he the one that he's fell asleep, asleep right? from? He's asleep. Yeah. All right. Well, if he's prone, I have disadvantage on attacking him. From range. So yeah. I'm going to do it anyways after From range. Forward here. Uh, no, disadvantage because he's prone. Yeah, because you're attacking ranged. If we were up next to him, it's advantage. Yeah. But if you're ranged, it's disadvantage. Right. Well, I'm going to go for it anyways. Two 16s on the die. Nice. All right, that's a 24 to hit. 24 hits. Yep. Uh, 13 piercing damage. Mm-hmm. Are you going to roll your that, Hunter's that was, Mark damage? That was with the, that was that with was the Hunter's, Hunter's Mark. Mark. Okay. You hit this thing in a vital organ, and it is bleeding badly. Uh, however, your attack does wake it up, and he is a grumpy null leader on the ground. His friend is going to take a shot at you. Wait a minute, that guy just acted. Never mind. Crossed off the wrong one. Okay, uh, so there's only one null left. And the null leader, which is actually his turn, so he's going to stand up. He has this massive glaive in his hand. It is gnarly and full of bones and nasty uh, threads, so he'll use half of his movement to stand up, and then he's going to start walking towards this area over here. All right, Marilyn, that is you, sir. 
Oh, I'm excited about this. I'm going to enter the room, and as I go stand beside Milo, I'm going to do one of the uh, one of those. Uh, check this thing out, and I'm gonna whip out what I just bought on land. I'm gonna pull out a light crossbow. <laughs> I'm gonna aim it at Big Batty. All right, go ahead and roll a ranged attack, sir. That would put me at 15 to hit. 15 just misses. Man, I'm five feet away from the guy. <laughs> oh, then roll with disadvantage. Yeah, that would be disadvantage then, sir. Watch your words. <laughs> uh, any bonus action for you, sir? Ayan, you're on deck. No, I'm going to hold on to him. All right, Ayan, sir, that is you. And then Vabril, Kiki, Cypress, and basically everybody gets to go <laughs> next. Okay, Aeons needs uh, Wolfmeister here to go ahead and make a strength saving strength saving throw. Ooh, they're actually kind of strong at strength. All right. Yeah, that's a nineteen plus two. Boo. Um nothing happens. <laughs> well, something happened. It just didn't happen the way you liked. All right, Vabril Kiki Cypress. All right. Oh, man. Um, Vabril is going to charge the big guy and take a mighty swing at him. Nice. 19 to hit. 19 hits. Beautiful. Nine damage. Vabril, give me the coup de grace. <laughs> How do you finish off this dying and bleeding monster? Oh, man. All right. So Vabril runs up to this hideous looking thing and with his shield kind of knocks up his jaw and then comes from, I guess, an upward strike and just sticks it right in the throat of it and just twist it and then slashes it outward and just like gashes the whole neck wide open. Boom. Brutal. <laughs> Fatality. <laughs> Alright, so he drops. Kiki, that's you. Awesome. Uh, she is going to, and there's just one left here in the back of the room. Yes. Fantastic. She is going to run up next to Vabril. I like to imagine she does the really cool thing where they like touch backs and then like turn together. Uh, and she is going to cast uh, Sacred Flame on you, this dude. You, you, you better hit it this time. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? <laughs> uh, he fails. He got a six on the dice. Nice. Go ahead and roll your damage. You roll that beautiful bean footage. I mean, Cypress is out here That's doing like damage and killing okay. things, taking all the shine away from everyone. So. All right, Cypress, and then Milo, and then this creature will oh, act. Cypress when you're shining like the stars, everybody else looks pretty dim. <laughs> uh, <real. laughs> all right, so uh, the one that's left, that's going to take a produce flame, chuck it at him uh, for my regular action. Uh, that's uh, 16 plus. But only one point of fire damage. Um, uh, yeah, that definitely hits. One point of fire damage. Yep. Oh. And my bonus action 
I'll line up another archer, uh, cosmic archer shot. Fire that off. Okay. That's a 19 total for nine points radiant damage. Oh, ouch. That hurts a lot. Mm-hmm. This thing is looking pretty bloody, Milo. That's you, sir. And I'll walk. All right. Milo's going to use his bonus action and transfer over the hunter's mark to this remaining uh, knoll. I'm then going to fire. That's a 16 to hit. Uh, 16 hertz. Can you do any less than four damage? I don't know with all of your modifiers. Uh, <laughs> like I if you rolled a one four. on your damage. No. Can you I, do any I, less I than do, four? Like, I would do minimum six with Hunter's Mark. Okay. And Go I, ahead I, and I finish it off. Piercing. <laughs> Go ahead and finish all it right. off. Uh, you just mercy I kill this it. thing. I shoot and turn to Mary. <laughs> Target acquired. You, you gotta shoot like this. Ooh. Mm, Don't worry, you'll yeah. get it next time. Just then, you see the rest of the crew do that, like, oh, snap! <laughs> <laughs> Super hot fire. Uh, <laughs> nice. All right, guys. You are all standing here, heartbeat pumping, blood going through your veins a, a thousand miles an hour. <sighs> and as you start to kind of calm yourself down, you hear a woman and a man's voice calling out for help. And that is where we are going to end the session. Hey!